Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message brought to you by John Crampton. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. Yay, yay, yay. Wow. So good. We certainly are enjoying uh, the morning here in the studio, and it's really, really so good to be together as the family. And, uh, you know, uh, you're, you're better looking than the cameras. <laughs> So it really is a a wonderful time for us to be together. You know, the Lord truly is doing some amazing things in this time. And, uh, you know, for those at home also, I know that you are experiencing and sensing the presence of the Lord. Uh, Just there have been wonderful testimonies and reports coming back of of how the Lord has been meeting uh, with us during this time. And, you know, I was just hearing from, from somebody uh, you know, we, we released that word that there was going to be this wind that was going to rush and just going to gush through things, and uh, there would be an, uh, a confirmation that the Lord was busy moving in, in the situation. And, uh, and uh, somebody just uh, within, within uh, a space of an hour or two of that, there was this massive wind that actually ripped up two gazebos. I mean, that gets your, your attention, Right. This is not just a gentle little breeze. This is kind of like, oh my goodness. And uh, these two gazebos collapsed. And the one person who wasn't in the meeting or hadn't been you know, listening, but just totally became aware and said, that's the Lord. And uh, so uh, that's, that's an amazing confirmation of, uh, of what the Lord's doing. And uh, also loved the, 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 the business breakfast that we had and just uh, the sense of promise that the Lord is taking us into in, in this time. And um, so I've got a great, great message for you this morning. Yay. Aren't you glad you're here? All right. So, you know, there was this occasion where the people of God were, were faced with an overwhelming army that was coming against them. They were uh, going to be, you know, destroyed, annihilated. And, you know, some of us feel as we're going into this next year that, you know, everything is still railing against us. And there's, there's very little, you know, uh, chance of us to, to be able to overcome, you know, the machinery of, of what's going on on the planet right now uh, is too big for us to face. And, uh, you know, many of us are feeling like, well, you know, what can I do? You know, I, it's just little on me. And, uh, you know, I, I can, can do just a, a few little things. But I, what I do isn't actually going to make a difference. And, and I believe that the Lord wants to put a fresh dose of courage and boldness inside of us that we would know that actually we can make a difference. And as we trust him, he's going to cause things to turn around and change. Are you ready for that? Okay, so good. So if you uh, turn with me to the second book of Chronicles. Okay, so two Chronicles and, uh, and chapter 20. And we're going to see there's an account. And it's quite a long passage of scripture. We're going to go through it together because it... it Basically, you know, the scriptures are going to speak to us, um, and, and so it's worth taking the time just to, to review the scriptures together. So in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, 
starting at verse 1. After this, the Moabites and the Ammonites and some of the Meunites came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Eden, from the other side of the Dead Sea. Okay, you remember there was the, the Valley of Salt. You remember that? Okay, just nod and just pretend, you know, and say, yeah, yeah, I was online and I remember, yes. Okay, so David got a famous victory in the Valley of Salt around the Dead Sea. It's the same area, can you believe it? It's the same area that these guys are now launching an attack. Hey, sometimes things come in waves. You can identify with this, right? We had to go through the first wave. We went through the first hard lockdown, and we survived all of that. And the Lord gave us strength. We were able to persevere and push through. And then it went to level four, and it got a bit tedious. And then we went into level three, and we thought, okay, we, we're starting to make some headway here. And then, you know, lo and behold, there we go back in our restrictions or back in place. And, you know, we've, we're feeling isolated and all these, these things. So things come against us in waves. I know with some of you, with your businesses, you know, there was lockdown, there was nothing, and then when things opened up, there was a fresh wave of, of, of business and orders and things, and then it dried up again. It's kind of like, what is going on? And then it seemed to open up a bit more, and then dried up again. It's like, hey, waves, cycles, this seems to be the part of life, Okay. How do we navigate as we go through these cycles? Okay, Clearly, it has to be in faith. All right, That's why you're here. You are the people of faith. Yay! All right. So, Jehoshaphat, he's now facing this vast army, and they've come from the same place, basically the Valley of Salt. Verse 3, alarm, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. Now, fasting every now and then, ladies and gentlemen, has got major benefits. Of course, now it's all the trend to do intermittent fasting. But uh, yes, you can have some health benefits, and that's wonderful. But even more important than health benefits are spirit benefits. All right? Because what we're doing is we're saying, as we take a time just to pull away from our normal activities and our normal eating and all this kind of stuff, we say, Lord, we're going to focus our attention on you. We're gaining our strength from the Lord and not from our food. Yeah? So fasting is not about trying to twist God's arm and trying to manipulate him into doing something. The whole thing of fasting is turning our hearts to the Lord say, above all else, it's you. Above all else, even above food, my, my delight. Yay, we love ice cream. Thanks, Chris, for that. But even beyond that, you are my delight. Yeah? And so I want to encourage us that we listen for the voice of the Spirit. And we're facing particular difficulty and hardship. Hey, maybe it's time to fast. Even half an Amen. Even I'll take even a half, yeah? <laughs> All right, for those of you at home, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm watching you, eh? See on the couch, they're eating, yeah. 
it's not, now's the time to talk of fasting while you, mm, okay. But, but the real important thing here is that Jehoshaphat, he resolved to inquire of the Lord. But what are we doing when things are railing against us? Are we resolving to inquire of the Lord? Oh, man, this guy challenges me. Yeah. Jehoshaphat, he was ruling down in Judah, based in Jerusalem. Remember, after David, there was Solomon. Solomon had Jeroboam, and then this kingdom split into two. There was the northern kingdoms, right? About ten tribes in the north, and then two down in the south, Judah and Benjamin. And so you've got Judah on the one side, and you've got Israel, the northern kingdom. And so Jehoshaphat, he's walking in the ways of the Lord. His father was Asa. And uh, they began to turn the people back to worshiping the Lord and to doing away with all the, the wickedness. And, and so Jehoshaphat, he's modeling for the people of God how are we to live our lives. And the king, he's not saying, listen, I'm the king, I'm the know-it-all. No, he's actually saying, I need to go and find out from the Lord. What is the Lord saying about this particular situation? Right? So this vast army is coming. A few nations have banded together. Right? And, um, and we've spoken about uh, different waves coming. And uh, in the one sense, you know, the, the COVID thing has come in different waves. But I also believe that there, and I prophesied this uh, last year, that there would be three waves as well. Remember we were talking about the waves of captivity and exile? Okay, just nod and pretend that you were listening six months ago. And um, so they, they were carried off into exile, into Babylon in three different waves. And I said that I think that we're going to be facing three different waves. And I wasn't sensing it would be three waves of COVID, although that seems to be one of the, the ways in which things are moving. But I believe that we, in this nation, we're facing three different waves. The one wave was obviously medical, health. The other wave, financial. And I think the other wave is going to be political. And uh, so we need to be alert and we need to be praying into these things so that we're not taken you know, by surprise and shock, like, oh my goodness, what's going on? No, the Lord is giving us forewarning that we might be prepared that when we see these things going on, it's kind of like, okay, Lord, you told us about these things that we might resolve to inquire of the Lord, that we might get his perspective on what's going on, so that we don't fall into the spirit of this world, which is fear, panic, anxiety which is having a devastating effect on the planet. I mean, the fruit of this thing, the thief comes to steal, kill, destroy. Suicide rates, particularly in Japan, gone th through the roof. It, it's, it's terrible. So we can see, wow, you know, this is the fingerprints of this. This is not from God. Half an amen. Okay. Verse 4, the people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord, 
in front of the new courtyard and said, The Lord, the God of our forefathers, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand, and no one can withstand you. Our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in it and have built in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, If calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague hmm, or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and will cry out to you in our distress, and you will hear us and save us. You will hear us and save us. This guy was a man of faith. Yeah? Now he's repeating some of the prayers, the covenantal prayers that have been prayed, um, you know, from, from David and Solomon. And, and even before that, you know, the promises that the Lord had given to Moses as they were trekking around in the wilderness for 40 years as to what they would encounter in the land that God was going to give to them. So there was, there was good grounding for this confidence and for this faith. Verse 10, but now here are men from Ammon, from Moab, and from Mount Seir, whose territory you would not allow Israel to invade when they came from Egypt. You can see this in the, in the book of Exodus. So they turned away from them and they did not destroy them. Now see how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession you gave us as an inheritance. Our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. For many of us, we're facing situations, we've used up our reserves, whatever it is, we're facing this vast situation, like the vast army, and kind of like we're overwhelmed, we don't know what to do. But I just love this expression from Jehoshaphat. But our eyes are on you. Lord, we're looking to you. Yeah? Remember a while back, we said we don't look to the mountains. Right? Those mountains are coming down. The mountains were places of idolatry and false worship. Right? So those mountains are coming down. Those false places are coming down. Our eyes are on the Lord. He's the maker of heaven and earth. Yeah? So, what are you facing? A financial difficulty? You can't get out of this thing? It's too big for you? You're overwhelmed? Hallelujah! Our eyes, Lord, are on you. No idea how you're going to do this, but you said you would hear the cries, the prayers of your people, and you would hear... And you would answer. So our eyes are on you. <laughs> the pressure is on God. Yep. This is the whole thing of faith. Faith is putting pressure on God. Religion puts pressure on mankind. Performance, you have to perform to find your own solution. That's religion. Faith is 
the pressure's on you, God. You said you would come through. You gave prophetic words. You gave promises. And so we're looking to you. So what are you going to do about it? Hallelujah. Yay. Come on, people of faith. We're trusting the Lord. So verse 13, all the men of Judah with their wives and children and the little ones, they stood there before the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came, of, came on Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite and his descendant of Asaph, as he stood in the assembly. This has got quite a lineage there, right? He said, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Who had a similar word? Joshua. Right? They're about to go in and take the promised land. And they were facing giants in the land. They were facing a hostile enemy. And the Lord says to Joshua, do not fear, do not be afraid, do not be dismayed. Here we get the same God bringing the same word to his people. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. If you lose courage, you become discouraged. But when you gain courage, you become encouraged. When we look at what the devil is doing, we become discouraged. But God is the one who gives us courage. When we look at the Lord, he encourages us. Come on, 2021 and 2022, bring it on. Why? Because God is with us. He is encouraging us. Hallelujah. For the battle is not yours, but God's. The battle is not yours, but God's. That was the whole thing. Lord, we're looking to you. And God says, right, I own this one. Yay. Verse 16. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz, having a little snooze on the way. And you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. Come on, breakthrough family. Stand firm. Take up your position. You're going to see the deliverance of the Lord. Stand. Stand firm. Hold your ground. Hold on to the Lord. Hallelujah. And then, I love this. For double effect, you know, we talk about double portion around here. He has a double portion instruction. Again, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Repeats twice. In other words, don't dip your cup into the fountain of media, which is wanting you to be filled with fear. Keeps throwing out these big numbers. How many million people have been infected? Well, when are they going to reset that clock? Because there used to be an annual clock. 
but it seems that this time around we are not going to set it back down to zero because if we set the international clock back down to zero, we will lose all of the fear that we've managed to generate to keep people in bondage. Come on, every year they reset the clock back to zero. Why not this time? Don't dip your cup in the fountain of fear. Do not be discouraged. Do not be dismayed. Hallelujah. South Africa's recovery rate standing at 94%. Goodness, man, when I was studying, if I got 94%, it was reason for celebration. Yay, 94%. Come on, man, we're doing this thing. We don't need to give in to fear. We are gaining the victory. Pass rate of 94%. Hallelujah. And climbing. Yay. So don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. Emmanuel, God with us. The Lord will be with you. Family, the Lord will be with you. Mm. I mean, just that alone. The Lord will be with you. Shoo. Haggai had a word like that. It was a one-sentence prophetic word, changed the nation. God said, I'm with you. It's all they needed, and it changed the nation. God saying, I'm going to be with you. Verse 18, Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. They must have been charismatics in those days. You know I mean, lying down on the ground in worship. These guys were serious charismatics. <laughs> then some Levites from the Kohotherites and the Korahites stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. Oh, still to Anikirk. Just keep it quiet, keep it orderly. Nonsense. They praise the Lord with a very loud voice. Yay. Come on, let's make some noise, people. Turn up your sound system really loud so that your neighbor can hear the broadcast. Yay. All right. A very loud voice. Verse 20. Early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and he said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith. Got it? Faith. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. Right? So the prophetic word's coming, and it's, it's not so much you're, you're trusting in the prophet, but you're trusting in the word of the Lord that the prophets have brought. There's a distinction there. Yeah, we don't put our faith and our trust in a man. Every word, New Testament believers, every word needs to be weighed, judged, and tested. Even if the word is saying the thing that you really want, still needs to be weighed, judged, tested. As some of our friends from across the big ocean discovered. Have to weigh, have to judge. Right? 
Verse 21, after consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army saying, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. So just love this. They are already celebrating and praising and worshiping the Lord for the victory even before the victory has happened. This is Isaiah 54. Sing, O barren woman. You who've never born a child, as though you have more children than those who have a, has a husband. And, right? So you're beginning to worship. You're beginning to thank the Lord. This is prophetic thanksgiving. You are already turning your heart to, in faith that you actually are pulling the, the answer into your now. The future, you're reaching into the future and you're saying, hey, We've already won. It's like when you watch a replay of the Springboks playing the final of the World Cup. And, uh, and there was a time where things were looking a bit tight, but dodgy. But when you watch a replay, you already know the outcome. So you are not perturbed about the fact that the opposition or you know, perhaps getting penalties or scoring a try or anything like that. You already know what the outcome is going to be. So you reach into the future, so to speak, even though you're in the present. Isaiah 54, sing, O barren. So these guys, they begin to sing. And um, it's, uh, it's the only time in Scripture where, where, where people were appointed to sing in this particular way and go out in, in the army. This is not a, a formula that, you know, anytime you face a, an issue or a problem, then you suddenly got to get, you know, a worship team together and you got to try and crack this thing open. Uh, we don't do formulas, right? This is the only time in Scripture that when they went out to war, they actually said, okay, guys, we, we're going to put you in the front. And, and it's because the Lord had already said, okay, I've given this one to you. In fact, you don't even need to fight. So don't take your swords, just it's going to be okay. I'm going to do this one for you. He didn't promise that with other battles. There were other times when God said, listen, hey, when you hear the sound of wind, which is actually, it sounds like an army marching, and it's going to be in the top of the trees. Now, I want you to go around, circle from behind, and then when you hear that sound, then with your swords, run and go and attack them, and I'll give them into your hand. So we got so many different strategies and ways in which they needed to go and fight. But this particular time was different. Okay, So we need to be inquiring of the Lord, hearing what He wants us to do, and then we go and we do it. So just because God gave you a prophetic word to handle something in a particular way 15 years ago, doesn't mean it's the same answer now. Half an amen will be fine. So as they began to sing and praise the Lord, verse 22, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. The Ammonites and Moabites rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy one another. <laughs> That's going to be one of the strangest phrases in the Scriptures. They helped to destroy one another. All right, when the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and they looked toward the vast army, 
They saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off their plunder as they found, uh, and they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing and also articles of value, more than they could take away. I mean, this is weird. These guys went into battle and they took their treasures with them. Isn't that interesting? When the enemy comes against us, it can be an opportunity for an incredible rebound. It says there was so much plunder that it took three days to collect it. Three days to collect the plunder. I mean, I think God set this whole thing up to actually advance God's people. It looked like it was going to be something that was going to cause devastation. God turns this whole thing around and he sets it up for their advance. Come on, I'm going to preach myself happy here. Malachi 3.18. Once again, there's going to be a distinction between the righteous and the unrighteous. And I believe business people, families of God, God is going to cause a supernatural elevation, an unusual favor to be upon us. That there's going to be an increased distinction between those who are serving the Lord, walking in righteousness, walking in His favor, that He trusts them with the plunder. So on the fourth day, they assembled in the valley. It's the valley of praise. Come on, can you just feel that? They came to the valley of praise. It's the valley of Baracha, where they praised the Lord. And this is why it is called the valley of Baracha to this day. Then, led by Jehoshaphat, all the men of Judah and Jerusalem returned joyfully to Jerusalem. For the Lord had given them cause to rejoice over their enemies. They entered Jerusalem and they went to the temple of the Lord, hallelujah, with a hundred people, with harps and lyres and trumpets. Okay, more than a hundred. The fear of God came on all the surrounding kingdoms when they heard how the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. And the kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace, for his God had given him rest on every side. They went and they praised the Lord. The Lord takes us into different areas, different places, different valleys. But those valleys are going to be raised up. And some of those valleys, which the enemy thought he was luring us into the valley for our destruction, maybe even our death. And the Lord turns that whole thing around. He says, I'm going to make this a valley of praise. <laughs> and he's going to give you great cause, great reason to rejoice. <laughs> the enemy meant it for evil. God turns around and says, I'm going to cause it to become good in your life. Stand and see the deliverance of the Lord. Come on, let's land this thing right now. Let's, let's turn it to prayer. So can I invite you to stand with me? 
And, uh, and we're going to just take a time just to, to strengthen our hearts in, in a time of prayer. So, Lord, we give you thanks. We, we thank you that you're working in our hearts and in our lives. Thank you that you are causing things to shift and change, not just in the spirit realms, but even in the natural realms. We thank you that even though the enemy wanted to bring about destruction in our lives, he wanted to steal from us, you cause it to become a place of plenty, a place of provision, a place of increase, that actually there is such a turnaround that we gain whatever the enemy had, we get. Lord, we don't know how you're going to do this, but our eyes are on you. We're trusting you. We're looking to you, Lord, to invade our situation, to come and to move powerfully on our behalf. Lord, we ask that whatever the enemy is throwing against us, give us the courage right now to stand up and to face it. That we get up and we face this thing. That we get out of any sense of fear and panic of dismay, of discouragement. Holy Spirit, would you touch your people right now? I'm asking right now, Holy Spirit, a gift of encouragement infused right now into your people. Thank you, Lord, that hope arises. We have faith in you. We have faith in your prophetic words. You said the best is yet to come. So we hold on to your word. Thank you, Lord. you causing turnarounds to take place even now, even right now. Thank you, Lord, that you throw the enemy into confusion, that you give us victory, you give us strategies to move forward. We give you praise. We give you praise. Even as the people, they turn that valley into a valley of praise. We thank you, Lord, that we can turn our situations, we can turn our lives, we can turn what, what, wherever we are into a place of praise. So we do that right now. Now I want to encourage you at home. We're going to turn back into time of praise and worship. We're just going to lift our hearts to the Lord together. I want to encourage you, reach out to the Lord right now and, and begin to sing over your problems. Begin to sing over whatever situation that you're facing. Let's trust the Lord. He is going to do an amazing thing in our hearts and our lives, even right now. Come on, let's praise the Lord. Let's worship together. Thank you, Jesus.